Greetings, friends, and welcome to a totally normal episode and a totally normal introduction to the Going Rogue Gaming Podcast, the Grog Pog Roguelike Podcast, where we are a roguelike podcast talking about roguelike games. Roguelike, roguelike, roguelike. I'm your host, Stopper, and with me are my rogues galleries of co-hosts. I I am your totally non-normal gorilla eating uh, bananas out of a garbage can, of course. <laughs> uh, and I am a warrior traveling around in a loop. Yes. Uh, this is this is. Oh, Colin. <laughs> All right, my name is Will. <laughs> they already know our names. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, I mean, introducing yourself as an ape is probably debatably right. more accurate. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's the it's the core the core of your being. And while we while we are still recording in ape real, uh, we have to combine both apes and ape real fools <laughs> because it's not a totally normal episode. It is a surprise double feature episode where we are covering this episode on both Streets of Rogue and Loop Hero, two uh, two very good games. Uh, we'll jump into Streets of Rogue here first, released July twelfth, twenty nineteen, on Steam, Xbox, PlayStation, and Switch. Developed by solo dev Matt Dabrowski down in Los Angeles, uh, and published by uh, the the publisher Tiny Build, who have done uh, a game called uh, Hello Neighbor, which is I guess very popular of theirs, but I've never heard of uh, Cluster Truck, I Am Bread, Speedrunners, and I'll throw it into the uh, the list anyway because I'm interested in looking at it. Spider Heck, which is a fun fun sounding uh, name of a game. Uh, this. Let's see. Streets of Rogue cranks in at number 49 on our list in terms of popularity of reviews with 17,842 total reviews. Will, your big quest is to free three trapped gorillas who will tell us in one gorilla sentence what one does in Streets of Rogue. Uh, all right. Well, in order to solve this quest, I think I'm going to I'm going to hack the terminal inside the room that's going to lower the security doors so that three gorillas attack all the scientists and then they give me their secrets and their secrets uh, would be this um, as, as like a, a summary of what the game is, is it's a pretty classical like roguelike game with the exception of it being uh, not real time or not. I should say not. It is real time, not turn based. And so it's so you're going through a bunch of floors. I'm not sure if you're ascending or descending, um, but it's got like a really interesting meta progression where you're becoming the mayor maybe eventually. And along the way, you are causing a lot of damage to a city and killing a lot of people <laughs> and stealing a lot of things. Um, it does it's, it, it does feel like a repetitive game in, in, in a very strong sense, but um, definitely has a lot of synergy building. And uh, I think... Uh, a really fun multiplayer aspect uh, that we got into. That was way too long of a summary, but that's that's kind of how it is. Yes, this is this is a very interesting. Uh, gosh, I don't even know how to like put my thumb on it. Like it feels like you said. I think it has like a lot of your your uh, roguelike staples in weird item identifications. Uh, lots of open ended sandboxy nature to it. Uh, and yeah, like complete chaos. Uh, have either of you played, I mean, the answer to this has to be yes. And I will be dumbfounded if it's not. Both of you have played Streets of Rage before, correct? 
Which one is that? Negative. No. <laughs> maybe, maybe. The, the side scroller Genesis beat him up and uh, whose soundtrack I listened to while while working, maybe like well, I didn't every have... other day. Yeah, Sega Genesis. What are you, one of those uh, rich Streets kids? Oh my God. Two, coming soon. <clears throat> Apparently there's Streets of Rogue 2 coming too. Yes. Coming soon. Streets of Rogue Spoiler. 2. Yeah, I think that I'm, I am pretty hyped for that. Uh, there's a lot of stuff in Streets of Rogue 1 here that i think is is super interesting but i don't know that it's like fully am i wrong to say that like it it doesn't feel fully polished yet is that right am i out of line with that like it is fully polished like the the game plays very smoothly but it feels like it's missing something yeah i would say that it's definitely i i would say that it's fully polished is kind of a weird uh like it didn't feel like it was missing ui interface stuff um Mm -hmm. or that it played like it was poorly optimized or that uh, like it it felt like the the gameplay running around felt smooth um it did feel like maybe it was missing uh, you know what it is all the levels kind of feel the same Mm. like there's you go from different zones from one zone to the other and they feel they're like slightly different but and then there's a couple different obstacles and there's different like color schemes and bushes or whatever but that you never break off and do something like completely different um well well, they tried to solve that i think that they that you're exactly right um and they try to like you can see that they they're like oh well the base game is kind of boring how do we like spice it up and so like every three levels there's like a random event happens there's like this kind of like added spice around ultimately at the very core of it though the mechanic is you you go to a level and you have like two or three objectives and that's either kill a person or retrieve a thing and so you're going into buildings avoiding some traps killing a person or grabbing a thing and you're just doing that same mechanic dressed up in different ways over and over and over again and i think that that's probably why it feels like it is a complete game but at its core Mm -hmm. that mechanic is just not fun enough well i think like the the mechanic or like so we're describing mission objectives and Mm -hmm. of the the various uh floors i think they're i think they're floors it's weird because like you're not ascending a building really um or no, uh, no, they're, they're listed as levels. What am I talking about? Uh, you have uh, the slums level, industrial park, downtown, uptown, and then finally the mayor's village. But each of these stages or levels, I guess, are broken up into like three. Um, it's Mario style. It's yeah. five worlds and there's three <laughs> levels in each world. But like if if I had to, like it would, t- it would take effort on my part in order to, say what the difference between like the park and downtown levels were i mean like they are different there's different stuff in them but like from a tent like if i'm looking across the room here at my computer monitor i'm like squint like yeah i can like kind of tell that like that they're different um lots of rectangular rooms all these uh rooms are procedurally placed around around this map and like the theme of the map kind of dictates what's going on in like around outside the rooms to some degree like there's mine cards yeah. on the industrial level or there's uh like cannibals hiding in the bushes in the park level like those kinds of things i think is, that's really what it's like it is. seattle 
the yeah exactly <laughs> like Seattle. Um, uh, I think that's what it is. The there are differences in the outside world, but once you go inside the buildings, which is the majority of the level, then mm-hmm. it stops being quite so different level to level. Like there's always the scientist with the apes in the cages. There's always the the club or, or the the lab where you have to like go through the flamethrower things. It doesn't feel substantially different from from one level to the other. And honestly, I feel like it may have even just been better if they had pulled some of the available options and put them into only this mm. world like oh there's just no scientists in level one or something mm-hmm. um almost but... in kind of like a a cogmindian fashion of like you start with like your kind of intro stage here that has more little limited options then you go to the industrial one it's bigger there's more stuff to do like i was almost kind of expecting that with like I, when I think it maybe gets to that with like Uptown and the Mayor Village, but I was kind of expecting like the final level to be like, you know, okay, like all the stuff that you've experienced so far, it's all here, and you have to use all that stuff to your advantage. But, um, but yeah, I think like the the real magic here. So the the mission objectives are pretty basic. Go and go and do X at Y location to get Z reward. And they're all kind of randomized, but uh, each character that you pick has their own unique big quest associated with them. And that can be something like if, you know, you pick the the gorilla character, your big quest, which I think is optional, question mark? Yeah, they're all um, optional. uh, Is- Get more experience points for- You get more experience points. I think you get better rewards for doing them. So there is like a decent incentive to, as the gorilla go and find those locations where the other gorillas are being held captive and release them. Like that seems like a good fun thematic uh, approach to to that kind of character-based thing. I kind of wish that was the default and that like the the like Mad Libs missions were the optional ones. Oh, that wouldn't be enough. Yeah, that wouldn't be enough though. They'd have to restructure it so that you there was more because the big quest is like one quest of what would usually be like three quests. And so sure. freeing all the gorillas is like, yeah, that's like one quest worth of stuff. <laughs> uh, characters, there's, there's, I think, an interesting array of different characters that you can select in this game, uh, ranging, and each one feels very different to, to play. I think in our uh, shared uh, run through this game, which we were accidentally very good at, uh, we didn't really spend much time like trying to see like the different synergies between them, but <laughs> we just does... aped out basically just pure ape punching everything, and it works really good. Yeah, uh, I will Punch debate through a wall. <laughs> Open through. Oh, now right. you yeah, have a door. That was really good. Uh, well, I will debate your debate ape. Uh, your claim that the gorilla being the best character in the game. Because I don't know that there is a best character in this game. There's... Is there a worst? Well, that's also a good question. <laughs> God, how many hours have you played this game, by the way? Are you qualified I, I, I to be answering these kind of things? I feel like... Uh... I haven't spent a ton of time playing this game. But at the same time, like each run... like I feel like this is this is... This podcast episode is a tale of two wildly different games. But... Um, Streets of Rogue is like a story of two wildly different play styles if you're playing solo versus with people. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean, so uh, 
my confession is that I only played it in the multiplayer mode. So I pre- I'm pretty sure I had a completely atypical experience um, mm-hmm. where I had like, it was a fun beat em up, run around, smash and blow up things. You guys were, you two were apes and I was a slum dweller and I was just like shooting things with all the guns that you left on the ground because you didn't need them. So I was like never running out of ammo, which I'm pretty sure is a real concern in the, in the main game. Uh, and you were always just busting through walls. So I didn't have to worry about like being sneaky because there's no way that two hulking gorillas can sneak. So I was just like, I'm just following, cleaning up your mess. Um, but I'm pretty sure that's not how the base game plays, like trying to avoid attention. It was probably a whole different game that I just didn't experience. Yeah, I think there's there's so many different ways to experience Streets of Rogue. Like it, it very much is like a a wacky action sandbox that every time you go in feels different, but it still feels like it's missing that kind of like, um, like, okay, I'm, I'm jumping in this session in order to do this kind of, kind of hook for me. Um, I think in, in our instance, it was more of just like, all right, let's just like hop in and see how far we can get uh, with the expectation of like, yeah, we'll die. And then we'll try something else. But we, we accidentally beat the game on our first playthrough which was probably not the intended behavior, but I, uh, I but wonder, yeah, like, like how much is the difficulty curved? Like, do they add more difficulty if you have multi multiple players? I almost, I d- almost don't, I don't think, think so. so. I it didn't um, look that way to me. Because yeah. as as far as I can tell from stalking the uh, uh, Streets of Rogue Discord channel, like we didn't even play like the most OP combination of characters, even like. If if you pick the soldier class, who's kind of like your standard um, beefed up, like good with using ranged weapons, starts with like bazookas and stuff or whatever. Uh, the the soldier class can actually help with like field revivals and stuff, like even more so than we already were doing. Of like, I, I, in, in this game, I think it's done well. Where like if someone dies, you can kind of like ghostily follow them through the walls and then when they're ready like you can donate half your health to them or pay off a you know some such amount of gold to like fully revive them i think that's a smart system but like uh, there's some character classes that just like skirt around that completely and like just make it way easier to to revive your teammates um yeah and we died a lot yeah and there was an instance where, like, we almost, like, we came, like, a razor's edge away from death, like, oh, multiple right, times. yeah. And you just, like, snuck around the level <laughs> for, like, 15 minutes while we watched. Uh-huh. Sneaky ape. Um, but, yeah, like, the, our, I think our, um, <laughs> I was going to say local co-op experience, but not quite. Uh, I think Streets of Rogue graduates from the same school of, uh, Risk of Rain with its baffling uh, uh, local co-op controller setup uh, yeah. works, maybe, I'll say. Um, I tried getting, uh, and also, like, I tried, it took some effort to get this up and running on the Steam Deck. Uh, and once once it got working, it was working quite well. Um, but I still need to, to use, like, the touch screen to, like, start the very first thing, which isn't a big deal, but it's... It's just kind of like that extra little step that I'm like, mm. um, 
But yeah, so we did, what did we do? We did online. We just did normal multiplayer, but it was yeah, like a weird like series a hosted of steps session. to get to it. Right, because you tried originally doing the Steam, uh, like, Faith Local co-op thing. Right, like, yeah. Remote play together. That, that was the way to do it. And then mm-hmm. it was actually just inside a different menu. Yeah. Uh, but turns out you can't really do that. I don't really <laughs> understand how Steam Local multiplayer, web multiplayer thing works. I feel like every time we've tried it, it's never really worked i think we need to find it for a game that it it seems to work more natively for because i i tried again this is like another like bizarre hacker setup steam deck in the living room with four xbox controllers hooked up to it like trying to emulate like okay what would it be like if like people were over and we were trying to do like a local co-op thing and that was surprisingly difficult to set up too again like weird hacker edge case because of linux box but etc etc so I think in, in our local co-op instance, there, there was a lot of good um, balance between like downtime strategy and wacky media, where every, every stage that you're on, so like you start in the slums, there's three slums levels, but like the first two are just kind of like, okay, quote unquote normal, uh, just to like let you get your your feeling and bearings around like okay what am I supposed to do how how is this gonna roll out and then the third level is the the zany level where there is a uh, I think they're called disasters um, yeah ranging everything from like ooze that just like starts spreading throughout the map and does damage to people to police lockdowns to missiles falling from the sky to I mean the one that we played that was my favorite was the like random potions and mm-hmm. just like everyone's well you're paralyzed or you turn into a giant you can smash through walls like that was like a peak zane um <laughs> zombie like, apocalypse is a fun one too though like with just oh yeah that turning was... into zombies and yep. there's uh there are some mutators or options that you can turn on to like have that just be like a permanent mode where that's on all the time Zombies and always at first I was like, oh, that should how that should be how the game is by default. But actually, no, not at all. Because like in single player mode, like it almost kind of feels like uh Metal Gear Solid 5 in a way of like, okay, I'm gonna like I have this relatively simple mission objective, but I have like 20 different ways of going around doing it. Do I want to like use the window cutter to like smash open the window and go in from that direction? Do I just want to bazooka my way through this wall? Or uh, if I'm, like, playing as the zombie character, do I just want to infect, like, 10 friendly zombies and then have them burst through the door for me and, like, do all of my bidding instead? There's a lot of different, like, I think thoughtful options where if you're playing with two or three other people in a local co-op setting, it's maybe more fun for just, like, wacky, zany, uncontrolled chaos. Uh, But you also pay the price of oh shit like everything is just like spiraling out of control and now like the whole map of mobsters are sh- running around chasing us with guns and yeah like, there we basically multiple, didn't stand a chance multiple times where i would just be like doing something and then you guys would come running and there'd be like 10 guys <laughs> chasing you and be like, what have you done i thought we were tr- thought we were gonna be sneaky on this one no sneaky was never an option gorillas yeah. i mean come on yeah mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like synergies between, and I think that like, you probably can do like a quote unquote serious playthrough 
where like there was one recommendation of like, oh, you, if you pick the investment banker uh, character along with the shopkeeper, the thief and the jock, the shopkeeper can supply the investment banker who like the you can like borrow from the other player at like a like a lower gold rate. And then the thief will supply the shopkeeper and then the jock lets the thief into places by like breaking down walls and the investment banker can help the jock lose enemies like there's all of like these like dependencies between all the different character classes that gets very uh very interesting um but yeah i think like my my question to that is almost like well okay that that sounds like fun in service of what though and am i overthinking it of just being like well like yeah that does sound like fun it does sound like a, a wacky chaotic environment but like is is there like something that we need like more like of a meta progression uh like gold words or is like the zaniness like the goal in and of itself good enough yeah i feel like it would be if we were just like let's just hang out and play a zany game for a while mm-hmm uh it, they could fill that void like will and i play a lot of rocket league it could be someone's rocket league where it's like you know every you know every once in a while every like once or twice a week we get together and we play uh streets of rogue for an hour mm-hmm. and we just go s- smash hulk through stuff or you know we try and figure out if there's a different way to break the game um i definitely feel like it had a f- it, it was a very fun in like a dessert way hmm. like it i don't feel like it had it didn't scratch my like deep thinking brain itch especially the multiplayer mode maybe the single player is more on that it, i'm almost certain it is but the multiplayer was an arcade game mm-hmm. it's almost like uh, a goat simulator sort of a thing where it's just like <laughs> the you guys play goat simulator <laughs> no i what? know what it is though okay you didn't, uh, you, Colin. You didn't play the uh, the MMO uh, parody one where where it was like in a WoW map. Uh, no, none of none of, none of the various goat sims. You you haven't lived. Uh, well, it's it is a flash in the pan. It's a dessert. It's like yeah. everything you're doing is a novel thing, but you only want to do it once, and then you're like, okay, very funny, cool, interesting, but like it, it, the novelty dies right away. And I think that that's exactly what happens to this game. The novelty for the like 15 levels or ever like, no, the novelty dies very quickly. And so that's why they have to keep putting in all like, you know, uh, new crazy shenanigans. But like, even that is like, you just adapt to it right away. Yeah. Um, and in, in some sense, it feels like this is almost just like a whole game based on like the legend of Zelda. Like the first time you encounter a shopkeeper and you like steal something <laughs> from him. And you're like, oh, I got away with it. And then you come back and he like kills you. So it's like this whole thing is like, well, you can do whatever you want, but you know, there's some kind of consequence. And like, it's just kind of like learning about this morality system mm. um, within the game. But we do have another game to get to too. Yeah. yeah, say, yeah. So, so Speaking uh, of dessert games, let's switch to our... Uh, meat and potatoes? Uh, our, I'm going to go ahead and say just potatoes. <laughs> A delicious, uh, delicious potato. Yes, so our, our second game, surprise, uh, of, of this episode, because we accidentally beat Streets of Rogue the first time we played through it. Uh, they were like one, done. One, one, final note, <laughs> one final note with that, we did elect an eighth mayor. So I guess that does... <laughs> yes. That does... Uh, that boosts uh, like one or two points on the rating scale for sure. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, Loop Hero, our second game for the day, uh, released March 4th, 2021 on Steam, Xbox, Switch, the Epic Game Store, if you so desire, uh, Good Old Games and the Humble Store, uh, developed by the Four Quarters team out in Russia and published by, uh, who is this, uh, Devolver Digital? Uh, never oh yeah, heard who, of them. They, who are they? I've never heard yeah, of them. Yeah. No, yeah. Um, with uh, uh, a mile long list of notable games, uh, of which several stay tuned for future episodes, including Inscription, Enter the Gungeon, Downwell, Cult of uh, the Lamb, almost our next uh, episode for next time. Uh, that's almost why I picked it, honestly, because I saw Devolver did it. I'm like, oh, well, if they're publishing yeah. is. I mean, we, we and Spirits Abyss. I mean, we have like a, a, a dearth of, I think like between Devolver and maybe Clay Entertainment, probably the 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 two development studios that maybe have the uh, highest Minecraft. representation, maybe? I mean, maybe, yeah. yeah. Um, was uh, Loop Hero ranks in uh, at our number twenty-six game on our list. Uh, popularity with thirty thousand six hundred and seventy-nine total reviews. Wow, Colin, how will you play your hand of thirteen cards to form one sentence about what one dozen Loop Hero? One sentence. <laughs> well, first thing, I'll get rid of like five of those cards, so I have a slimmed-down deck because That's one sentence. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Semi- and oh. second thing is. I'll play them, and then my guy will go around and around and around, and I'll watch him battle. Because that's what you do in Loop Hero. Uh, well, there are three things you do. I mean, there's really there's the one core thing, which is your no. guy loops around and he battles stuff. No, no, that's and then you pick what loops. You pick what stuff goes on. You you, you pick his outfit for him, and mm-hmm. then um, pick his outfit. Okay, you, you pick his equipment. You tell, you, you tell him what <laughs> uh, you you pick which uh, road he goes or around. You, you put the shops on the side of the road. And then you pick his outfit, and then he. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, you 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 pick the stuff that he fights, basically, uh, based off what's on the road that you loop around multiple times. And I'm making it sound really boring, but it is a, a very interesting game, and there's a lot of nuance in in how that all plays out with itself. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like. There's there's something about Loop Hero that at first I was kind of met on where I'm like, okay, well, like, why am I collecting sticks and stuff? Like, I don't have any idea what's happening. And then I realized, like, oh, I'm just the character in the game, not understanding what's happening. And I have to go and fight this uh this lich who is uh causing the heat death of the universe question mark. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> he's he's just just like entropying the the rest of the universe into nothingness and you're forgetting and you have to like find a stick that doesn't immediately turn into dust once you touch it like mm-hmm. that's the like literal goal of the game is like finding pebbles that don't dis- dissolve into dust and you're stable just, things stable metals yeah. stable just things that can survive the entropy slowly rebuild an island of civilization against the lich that's mm-hmm. the, that's the third thing too so i mean you mentioned the first two which are you picking? You're picking your outfits. You're picking your synergies of the things you pick up from the items along a loop. Second thing is you're placing down. You you get you have cards that you're drawing and you're placing them as tiles, almost like Carcassonne, um, just kind of like building out a map, making sure that they fit into the the right places. And so that's all like that's all the action side of things. So the two things you do there, and the one side you do on the meta progression side is like you're building out the your home base, and that's kind of like the third thing that you're doing. But that's about it. You can't have you don't. The, I I love auto battlers. I love the idea of it. Um, and I think that, that this one, 
could have added maybe a little extra to that um, in the sense that like, you'd love to be able to like press something to have some kind of impact. <laughs> just the, you know, do yeah. the one thing that you saved up for, you know, I'm not trying yeah. to have a lot of impact here, but let me have some influence. Um, so I'll, uh, I'll start off with, I like this game a lot. Um, but I, when I was, I was playing it again yesterday and today, and the thing that I found the most frustrating was that you can't influence what kind of equipment you get really it's Mm -hmm. i like i would just start being like yeah i've got such a good i've got so many counter things and like doing counter synergy and then i'd be like well i got a new good thing but it doesn't have counter i guess i just don't use it oh i just just gotta wait until another good thing with counter on it comes up Mm -hmm. like oh i'm trying to get a bunch of things that for defense and be like well i just hope i'll get defense stuff and there's no it it does seem like there's very little control over how like what direction you grind towards. Well, okay, so Will's shaking his head. What I mean by that is like okay, so I was just on the bus, uh, playing playing. Just brother, can I need more loops? Uh, I just needed one more loop to get uh, God, what is it? The, the thing that you get for fighting like four enemies at a time. Uh, or explosion yeah or expansion expansion. Expansion. one of those guys i'm like okay i need one of those guys in order to build out like this next new building for my cam and in order to do that i need to fight like at least four dudes at a time which necessitates me getting lots of that's right you guessed it things with thorn damage on them or damage to all enemies um at least, well, that's that's my interpretation of it. I mean, you just you pick the rogue character, you stack evasion first, and then you go to damage to all, and you get your little wolf buddy. I'm like, okay, everything's lining up, but like, and I was getting like some you know decent like damage to all thorns gear for a little bit, up until like maybe loop level four or five, and then it was like, I'm I'm like, okay, well, where, where's my thorn stuff here? Like, where's the little button? Like, not even button, but like lever that I can press in that direction to be like. Okay, I want more thorn stuff. But like, is this is this like the aspect of um because we can't go like more than 20 minutes without talking about Cogmind? Like, you know how in Cogmind like you you have like a pretty decent build going, and then you're like, oh, actually, I need like I need to like tech switch into this direction because either like the enemies have dictated that or I'm in a part of the map that necessitates it, or like it, like my gear has just fallen off. That's yeah, but I the, think that's not the same kind of deal here, though, is it? I feel like Cogmind, the entire game is built around the concept of totally rebuilding your character at certain times versus mm-hmm. Loop Hero is built around going around a loop a bunch of times. And the fact that you rebuild your character sometimes during those looping is just something that happens it didn't feel it doesn't yeah, feel like things it's a don't get blown off your body choice. right right you're not forced um, to it's always optional yeah so like i would i'm I, i'm gonna compare it to our other uh every time we think compare things <laughs> to things it's slay the spire like i feel like slay the spire has a little bit it has like a better mechanism for controlling the direct like you can push for synergies in a much more controlled way and like you have cards that you got in the first round or in the first stage that are still extremely useful to you in the last stage versus 
a level one weapon with the best possible defense or counter or whatever is hundred percent shit right by loop three and that awesome new gear you got in loop three is the worst possible gear by loop five and so <laughs> you are completely replacing everything and just it, it i felt very it felt very difficult to keep a consistent build going that's a really good point uh about like the difference between the two and of course slay the spire best game of all time and so like that's that, that that the fact that you, you yeah you do get that one card at the beginning that you of course you upgrade it later but like maybe something they could have done something like how do you fix that with loop hero where it's just like yep two or three loops later that thing that was great is now shit and you have to like complete get you have to completely replace how many how many item slots do you have it's like well but yeah it starts with four that's an interesting thing but like, yeah like four or five but like or with the you know with some of the things that you get but like yeah, maybe some upgrade, like maybe like Diablo really, I think it feels like this game is trying to steal from Diablo with this like, oh, here's your item space. And like, you know, you only have so much, so many things that you can keep at once. And like, you know, you're always upgrading. You're always having to make decisions about like, oh, do I want to keep the lower level thing that has the synergy or mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. kind of feels like they're leaning on that. But maybe if they would allow you to like turn those things that you don't need into some attribute or some kind of upgrade for the thing that you actually want. You're looking for a Herodric cube, aren't you? Uh, I'm looking for a Herodric cube. Here's my (laughs) strong suggestion for the Herodric cube is while you're going around this loop, you're collecting all these resources and the Mm -hmm. resources have no use unless you finish the loop or retreat. And I would, I, I just, I hate retreating uh, so many times I would die because I'm like, maybe I can get back to camp and retreat with all my stuff. But even then, I don't want to. I want to go try and, you know, get to the last boss. I feel like you should be able to grind your gear into loot and then use that loot to upgrade your character. So maybe you finish the loop, but you don't bring as much back to camp. Brilliant. That right there, that sounds like a really great trade-off. Because there's so many times where I'm like... There's literally like, oh shit, I'm I'm really low in health. Like, mm-hmm. what can I do to improve my character? Literally nothing. <laughs> um, I want to be able to sacrifice a resource in order to continue on. Be like, and maybe make it really expensive. Be like, oh, I'm gonna use half of the resources I've got in order to full heal myself or something. It's like, well, you know, my loop is busted for uh, for meta progression, but I might still get to go fight the boss. Mm-hmm. I never beat the second boss. It was hard. It's hard. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've gotten I've gotten stuck into like the base building stuff at the moment. What? There is no base. I mean, it's a very well, like by base building. I mean, like um, building out or like, I guess, like teching up maybe is what I'm trying to describe. Because like there's only one tech thing that you need. And that is the info building. So you can actually understand what the hell is going on yep. in this game. Colin, what is What's the bit one? I should say set of buildings that you need. There's a right uh, answer here. I'm pretty it, sure. It's the crafting oh. store? I don't know. You're probably no, a building I haven't unlocked yet. The watchtowers. The watchtowers. watchtowers. Yeah, I didn't even get to that point. Oh my, yeah. The the watchtower, like as soon as you get like four watchtowers, you want to upgrade them. The watchtower, just for the for our viewers at home, uh, it's a, a thing where it's like, the loop starts at a campfire and it goes around and it comes back to the campfire. And so well, the it, start, does, it starts at your camp camp, like your, your base that you're building up. Right. Is that, that correct? Uh, I always yeah, thought it says like slightly, it, 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 maybe sure. Is it? Um, 
but then if that's the case in the year of lore kind of breaks down because the the like king or the is it is it a lich am lich, i actually yeah. sure is lich? it a lich lich yeah, lich you're feeling, you're feeling lichy he's a lichen <laughs> he's a lich lichen okay okay uh, well, anyway. he, he's not growing on the side of a tree so i don't think he's lichen. when he when he like first lands he like has a palaces that like destroy everything around the main area so it doesn't feel like it is like actually around your camp it kind of feels like it's maybe slightly different but i understand anyway. like Anyway, unrelated. The point is that, like these watchtowers, <laughs> they, they make it so that they've unupgraded the the first the tiles right around the campfire. Mm-hmm. They just are support fire. They come in and they just kill whatever's there for you, or they assist. And so when you upgrade them, they, it's two tiles out. So two tiles in both directions is like uh, where you stack all of those enemies to get those orbs of transformation. The ones where you have to have four plus enemies. Interesting. You just stack spiders, all spider cocoons everywhere, fills them in with these low level things. You just fucking clear them out and you just get all those orbs. And it just like, it's uh, it's the easiest way to make it tons. And also they give you all the cards, all the items that you need. And I don't know. My, my finding was that like the meta progression that I've, or the, strategy it developed like worked 100 percent of the time like i well, i never i basically never lost after i discovered like the way to, to like play the game well so and- i'm 10 and a half hours in and i'm not even at the building before the watchtower wow i haven't even unlocked the info center so i'm obviously just bad at this game <laughs> I, I, I remember i was at it i was hours, playing so I for a while and then i was like wait a second you don't need to have all these things and i was just like i was like just packing just like placing cards as much as possible and it's like i don't know i'm just dying every time um and it's like it's hard to get sick i had a hard time figuring out where you wanted to put stuff mm-hmm. like yeah i, I, I find balance like there was uh, and like every once in a while i just be like wow i just got stomped here uh-huh. like i thought i was doing so good and then it's just oh Four goblins and a slime and a vampire just crushed me. I was uh the I was playing through this game the first time like totally blind. Like I'm just like, okay, I'm just gonna let the game happen to me and I'm not gonna like cheat by looking at the wiki or anything. Uh and I had the exact same experience where I'm like, okay, I have a card, therefore I must play it. Uh and like, man, I'm just getting I'm just getting beat like real bad every time. I'm like, okay, well, I'm gonna stream some for you. You're gonna tell me what I'm doing wrong here. And you're just like, nope, 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 nope. Yeah. Well, all right. Tell us what's the what's and the then, right and then what happens, Scott? The what game? happened when you played that round? By the and way, and then I just just so happened to beat the the first boss for the. There first. we go. There's. <laughs> so so what's the good strat? Is it like don't play cards and let them just like build through your hand and turn into the like memory fragments and just like go around the loop a bunch of times? Well, it depends on the character you're playing. And so I did, like, as soon as I got to the Necromancer, I saw an obvious synergy between Necromancer, and I know neither of you got that dude. I just I just unlocked him for... I'm, like, one medal away from unlocking him. The the thing you experience right away is that, like, unless you can, like, get your, your, your... Basically, you start the game, the combats, and then, like, you start spawning your your skeletons. And if you can't spawn your skeletons fast enough, like in other words that they, they your enemy is killing those guys things out mm-hmm. and they're attacking you then you just die you lose every single time that way and so you see oh attack speed attack speed is what makes you so you can crank these things out faster huh. and then the, the forest in the game which is a, a tile you place gives you more attack speed so i was like oh right so you just want tons of attack speed don't get anything else none of the other things the river is good if once you unlock it because it like can double the effect of the 
the forest, which is the attack speed. But basically, mm-hmm. you just do hundred, like all attack speed. I think by the end of the the game that I or the when I actually beat it, I had like something like two hundred fifty plus two hundred fifty percent like attack speed. <laughs> and so you're just like spinning these things up as much as possible. Yeah, five skeletons as much as possible. Um, and, and then you're also just doing the strategy where, yep, once you're able to focus on attack speed, you want to do um. And this doesn't really matter to you because because you're not actually have done the necromancer, but like you want to make sure your your skeleton your level your skeleton level is like at equal to equal or greater than your loop level, and then everything else has to go into skeleton quality or, or summon quality, mm-hmm. and so nothing else matters. Evasion doesn't matter. Defense so doesn't about, matter. What everything if you're else on doesn't matter. The second boss, and you're playing as a rogue. Uh, you shouldn't probably shouldn't do rogue in general. I mean, I, I don't know. I didn't. But how else am I going to get that sweet, sweet, satisfying item dump every time I go to go to camp? And it just goes like my inventory. I, mean, just... I, didn't, I didn't find there was to be too, too much of a, a huge difference between the two. Um, uh, I think there are some once you start leveling up your dude, I, I, maybe that's the third thing. It's actually four things. The fourth thing you do is like you, when you level up in the game with the experience meter, you choose like the one of three things that you get. And so I guess it's, mm-hmm. it's fair to say that's the fourth thing you do. Um, I, I feel like I would put those the base building and the the leveling up of your dude during a run on like a sub tier. Like I mean, the yeah, gear and the placement of cards feels like they're so much more what the game is. But but in the the actual selection of those those traits are responsible for like the, when, when I beat the game, like you have to like there's certain S tier traits, and if you don't get those your run is basically done. Mm. And so like, unless you, when you get hit, if you're, if the damage done to you is gets like evenly split to all of your summons. Oh my God. That's like way, way better than like the one where you spawn two extra skeletons at the beginning of the game or at the beginning of the loop. Like those things die immediately. That's like a completely worthless. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know. There's, there's definitely a lot of tears when it comes to that. And so I liked, this is where the fun for me in this kind of game is discovering Okay, we've got a bunch of things. Like we just upgraded a level. I presented with three options. I don't know what's good. And like mm-hmm. being able to like test it out and say, okay, well, this one seems like it'd be, oh man, that was total shit. I didn't it didn't react the way I, I expected to. And then being able to do it over and over again and be like, oh, now I have a very strong sense of like these are the S-tier ones. Like you just get them right away and you don't have to think about it. Plus one skeletons. Oh yeah, obviously. You you need more skeletons or I don't even know, summons or whatever they're called. But uh yeah. Uh there's that to me is where a lot of the fun of the game is like, isn't that discovery? And that's why reading the wiki kills, absolutely kills the fun out of these games. If you're mm-hmm. copying someone's strat, it's just not a fun game. It's all about, so, and maybe I shouldn't be saying anything then because I've just ruined the game. The problem, the I problem I had, I'm sorry about that, everyone. <laughs> the problem I had was that uh, it's the same problem I have with a lot of pixel art style games where I, I feel like the style of the game overwhelms the ability to impart content um like i was just genuinely confused about what was what for a while yeah um like i found it hard to like i i hate like hovering over multiple different items trying to figure out which one's the good one which one has which thing uh like i'm not really sure which which creature gives me what kind of resource yeah, that's and, frustrating. I and, I, and I felt like it was. I ended up just going to the wiki to look up. Be like, what? What exactly? What? What enemy gives me what thing? And like things. Since it's an auto battler, things are like flying around and doing stuff. And you're like, uh, <laughs> it's like uh, 
there's some noise that happened. Like, what was that noise? Ding. Yeah, like, what did that ding? Uh, and then, like, something flies up. And then you're like, wait, what? Which monster gave me something? Like, I'm just looking up the resource. And, like, I have all these things. I have no idea where they came from. And, like, I mean, I, I figured it out eventually. But it was very confusing at first. Like, what? Since it's all moving quickly, mm-hmm. it's hard to tell where what's coming from where. And... Colin, were you also yeah. playing on 400% normal speed? Like, I absolutely. Was? Yeah. I, think I switched to that right after, like, yeah, you know, I was doing 200 or 300, and I'm like, no, maximum. Yeah. So that's the other thing, too. It's like, it is, it's a grindy game. Mm-hmm. Um, the grind is satisfying, but like, you know, the first couple things, you're just like, all right, let's, let's pick it up, dude. Let's run around this loop faster. Like, I want a track star. I want him to be just absolutely sprinting <laughs> around this loop. Uh, but like, I I think that um, a lot of pixel art games suffer from this, which they have like a really good aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then they're like, but we also have to have pixel text, which is hard to read. Uh, and I, I made that criticism against Cogmine and then mm-hmm. immediately was like, I wonder if there's a mod to fix this and realized that you can change all of the text in Cogmine. So I do have to retroactively like <laughs> give that small point back to Cogmind of like, it did it right. It has like a cool default text and then you go in and be like, I want to just be able to read things easy. Mm-hmm. Colin, did um, you notice the two other option or uh, text options that were in the God game? damn it. Are there really? <laughs> yeah, there is there is a like I think it's on the main menu, uh like in the upper left. Wow, it's wow, like wow, wow. you know, your standard like uh pixel art text, which I think is fine. All right, like, no, I, I have I think to it open, fits the thing. I have um, to open up this game right now and I have to see <laughs> how obvious is it. Am I just like really bad? And do I just I, need to look at this every single time? I think it's it's like it can be a blink and you miss it sort of thing. Like if you're like just opening up the game and you're just like, yeah, hit that new game button like right in the middle, you could pretty easily uh, miss it. But there is like there's a um, there's like normal text. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's right. like a like uh like a sans serif like normal. Yeah, or, yeah, like, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. you would see. No, like, I see it. Google it's up in the top left. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's also much a better. Dyslexia, for, dyslexia friendly one. I'm not sure. Those are look pretty similar, but yeah. Oh yeah, that's a much better font. <laughs> cool, 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 cool. Well, I take well, this we away immediately. The bud, so there you go. Yeah, but it was like up in the top corner. I don't, I don't look at things. I just click go as fast as possible. You wanted like, to be prompted at the start of the game of like, "Welcome, adventurer!" Like, look I mean, up maybe. in order to like get your control scheme. But maybe this is just a me problem. Like, I don't see like things around the edges corners of screens those are advertisement spaces i i've trained my eyes over years to never look at, at the outside of of browsers That's and fair. only look at the thing in the center and assume that it's just like that that box in the corner is probably filled with like made by devolver or whatever mm. and it's I mean, something i should avoid looking at can well, we well all right that's I guess it's a me problem. Yeah. Can, can we take a moment to, I want to appreciate something I rarely appreciate. Nope. There's um, no time. We have to get to our third game of the day. No. Uh, uh, yes. Which is uh, the way the narrative is uh, unfolds. Mm. I, it, I really liked it. It's one of those things that you don't have to engage with at all. If you don't want, which I like by default, if I just want to sl- smash a or whatever that, you know, just go through it, whatever. I just want to get to the game. Totally fine. But in this mm. case, like, the the mystery of it the like the uncovering of why who are these characters and like how 
I, what I really, really enjoyed is every time you encounter an enemy for the first time or an ally or anyone for the first time, there's a little dialogue back and forth a little bit between these characters. And you get to learn a little bit about their backstory. You get to learn a little bit about like why they're there, what their motivations are. Why do they want to attack you? Why do they want to be your friend? And like, uh, even even the enemies are just like, you know, this is my duty. I, I am sworn to do this. And like, this is why. And like, I like that a lot. And I, I like the art of it a lot. Mm-hmm. And um, it's, I just found that all very appealing. The thing that's nice about it too, though, is that it is pure lore. You don't have to memorize it. Mm-hmm. It's not important to know in order for you to play the game. And it's short and sweet. Yeah, there's never a quiz about that, like where, yeah. oh yeah, if you can only recall the, the the prior form of this one character, then you can get, pa- no, there's none of that crap. Yeah, yeah. I did get really confused, uh, like I will agree on those points, uh, and I think that uh, I maybe went too deep on it, because the first time I, I placed a vampire mansion down, and I encountered a vampire for the first time, it's like, hello, I am a vampire, and I'm, you know, I have some role to play in this universe, I'm like, tell me more vampire man and then like i was i was like okay like okay so there's a vampire guy and is he like an npc that i have to like make sure that like i have to fight him every time or something and like i i did like those uh and i think like oh so like hades that style you were yeah, thinking like yeah, if yeah. i encounter um, him i need to yeah yeah so i i think i read into that a little too deeply because by the time that I got to like I think the first goblin camp that that spawns on the map and you encounter like a goblin and enemy for the first time uh they're just you're like your character is like why are you you know you're a goblin well you don't have to be so so mean and everything they're like no I goblin I smash I'm like okay I get it now uh pro tip everyone uh immediately oblivion those goblin camps that's gonna kill you every time just get rid of them right away yeah goblins are bad bandits are bad yeah, both of those. You just you nuke those right away. Don't even think about it. But also, mm-hmm. don't listen to us because we just ruined the you know the learning experience where you get doing. But everyone knows who listens to this that they they really can't be listening to this without having played these games. Spoiler alert. Yeah, I feel like Loop Hero is well. Okay, so my biggest criticism here is the Intel Center, and I it really bugged me that I had to like work, put in like effort to unlock the thing that's like. Here's all of this, like, uh, your encyclopedia in the game. Hmm. If that was maybe, like, one of the first unlock options, I feel like I would be a lot less loss at the start than I was. I Um, put in 10 hours and I still haven't unlocked it. Right, yeah. So I was like, okay, why am I collecting sticks and, like, stones and all these other, like, bizarre resources? Like breaks and bones. (laughs) uh but those necromancers words will never hurt me uh like why why bother and like and where the hell do i get those things from like what what of like this menagerie of cards which like there's 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 not that many cards in the game but like why should i bother playing this forest card versus the swamp card like why like why should i play one versus the other like i know now that like okay, I should play this one in order to fight enemies of this type to get a certain... Re- no, you're... No. <laughs> no, I mean, like, I, you're, you're absolutely right. It is a big, like, question, like, oh, what's doing what? But, like, ultimately, the only resource that matters is that exact one that you talked about with the orbit transformation. Everything else you kind of collect slowly mm-hmm. or whatever, but that's the only one that you're ever short of because mm-hmm. engagements where you're fighting four-plus dudes, 
pretty rare. Are rare unless you like make them happen. Because in, in theory, if you're trying to stay alive, you don't want to like never, the, the thing that yeah. the thing that you want to avoid the most is fighting more than one thing. Because fighting one thing, you almost never lose HP. Fighting more than one, you have to kill the one thing, and then the second, and then the third, and the fourth. And so, because you're always fighting one thing at a time, basically, unless you're like necromancer. But it, but yeah. the point is that like. It's yeah, multiple the enemies I got, is how you die. The closest time. I got to beating the second boss yesterday was uh like the boss had spawned. I was like right about to do it, and there was like, ah, oh, there's a bunch of bandits on this town. I'll just nuke the town, whatever. <laughs> and that then turned the fields around it into blades of saws or whatever, and there were four of them and a and a slime, and they just insta-killed me. Yeah, and I was like, oh, you got oh. to nuke, nuke the actual dudes and not the, the base. I didn't realize that, and, and then it was you very frustrating because I was on like <laughs> loop eleven or something. Like I did a really oh, slow 11. play. Wow, you got yeah, I was like, a, it was the highest I had ever looped around. I did a really, really slow play, an extremely strong character, and then just got got absolutely wrecked. Like yeah. so fast, like ten seconds maybe. Hmm. It was like insta killed, uh, which was disappointing because I wanted to go fight the boss and figure out if i could i wanted to see like what the boss how i ranked up against it like was i are you gonna finish the game i don't know i don't know probably that was a very negative i don't know (laughs) i mean so here's the problem with uh, the the problem with doing like this podcast is uh if we had if we stopped doing the podcast today probably but instead i'll play whatever our next game is and squad uh, and Rocket League, <laughs> like, like we're. Uh, I mean, I'll probably play more of it, but I don't know if I'll play it enough to to beat it. I mean, that's what 15, 20 more hours. I was at twenty seven, I think, when I yeah. So it. that's like a lot of time. And, I, and this it. is this is how much of a nerd I am. Like we, were, we after you're... one week of playing. We're like, say, hey, let's play a second game. And then mm-hmm. in one week, I played 30 hours or, you know, 27 <laughs> hours of this game. That's how much time I have in my hands to do this kind of shit. Yeah, I so. don't have enough time to do a <laughs> halftime job. And like, I got to plan D&D and I got to do other stuff. And like, Colin, do you really need a job and sleep? Or do you want to grind out just one, just one more loop? I mean, I did play like immediately from when i got home today until like four minutes before we got on the zoom call so i wanted to grind out one more loop and i was like can i get a loop in before and i was like wait a second no there's like six minutes before we start no i can't do another loop ah. well i will say for for anyone who's like i know this doesn't apply to you guys because you guys are just so you know we're so busy oh my god well you're just so you know straight edge and whatnot but <laughs> if you want to play a game while high this is the game you play while high. Because I'll tell you what, like, mm-hmm. yeah, about uh, eight, nine o'clock, if you're stoned and you turn this game on, like, it is the grindiness yeah, of it. Perfect level of engagement. does not really matter that much because you're you're just watching this thing play out and you're like, you're making decisions on occasion, but you're not like in the the auto battler aspect of it. I think right. it meshes And really anytime well you're making a decision, you can pause. Yeah, you can pause it. And it's just like, oh, yeah, this is. It's the right pace for like being high and like about to go to bed and like in the last hour. Yeah, I can absolutely see that. And so by by all means, stretch this game out into that space of your life if you can, because it's a very, it's a very, it does that very, very well. This, I feel like this game really shines in like the 20 minute period 
or or like even like 15 minute period of like hmm i've got i've got like a little bit of time to kill i'll do like you always say you're gonna do one loop and then you always do like two or three loops so go in with that expectation i feel like now when you say one loop do you mean one one, one, one run yeah yeah exactly I was like, I hope you're doing oh. more than one loop in 15 minutes. The loops last like, like a minute. An hour. They're like an hour or an hour and a half if you get like far enough. But I guess, you know, skill difference, you know, what can I say? Uh -huh. So probably uh -huh. in 20 minutes uh -huh. in your case, yeah. But I mean, if you're playing on turbo mode, like all the hey, pros do. Maximum turbo here. <laughs> uh, yeah, I feel like there, there's, there's like a very good amount of satisfaction of like, yeah, okay, I'm going to boot up some loop hero i'm just gonna do one expedition uh and grind out some resources and see what kind of like fun party balloon rewards i get like oh what can i do with this stuff this time mm, yeah i guess i'll unlock this thing that seems like fun um and yeah like i guess like the way that will's kind of like hyping up the um the lore to it i do want to see more of like what like okay like there's some there's some uh interesting aspect about like letting go of the universe and like chaos and like trying to fight against that at least the, what i've gotten so far from the first boss and i'm curious to see what more boss stuff ties into that ordo ab cow my friend ordo you know what order order from chaos I mean, order from cows <laughs> order from cows exactly uh -huh. order i have, a bunch I have succumbed to the lich's influence cow cow from or or orbo yeah, you should all. You should, I think you should both finish the game, in my opinion. But, uh, but that's probably because I rated it in a, such a way that we're about to get into. Yeah. Yep. Uh. Yeah. It's let's let's jump into our rankings. Each episode, <laughs> we we try as best as we can to rank the games that we just covered against the the pool of games that we've already covered. Uh. I guess I'll go first. Um. I uh. I'm gonna put Loop Hero and Streets of Rogue together. Uh just behind Hand of Fate 2 and just ahead of Warsim, the Realm of Vizlona, uh, as my new number six and number seven games. I think like what Streets of Rogue, I think is is very fun for like certain specific mindsets. And if you have the mindset of like, okay, we're gonna have like a bunch of friends over, we're gonna have, it's gonna be a pizza party. We're gonna pick all zombies and we're gonna, uh, just like constant mayhem, bam, 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 ticks all the boxes for that. Uh, if you're in the mindset of like, you know what, I do want to try putting some cigarettes into this uh, air conditioner and poison all the people inside. Uh, and then that way I can like steal the mayor's hat and finally be elected zombie mayor. That was a really great way to end it, by the way. I really <laughs> like that when we did that. But it's too bad. It's too bad our, our landmine didn't go off. But uh, yeah. but yeah, like certain like specific mindsets it it aces really well and i'm i'm very excited for when streets of rogue 2 comes out i think this the we didn't i don't think we talked about it but the soundtrack for streets of rogue really really bumping i really like it a lot uh and yeah i think it plays into the game very well i'm putting loop hero just barely ahead of that because i think that like it just seems more like long term engaging it it definitely seems like you know there's there's strategy in Streets of Rogue. It might not be super obvious, but there is like a strategic element in that kind of Metal Gear Solid Five sandboxy zany sort of way. Loop Hero does seem more strategic 
in like a more straightforward manner of like, okay, I have, I've got to like figure out how to do these cards and like Carcassonne style placement of the things around the map. And like, how do I make the enemy spawn over here? And how do I balance that with life regen on the other side of the loop and all those things? There's a lot of fun puzzles to uncover there. Uh, I just wish the, just wish the Intel center was not buried behind like five or six other layers of unlocks. So that way I could understand more of like what exactly I'm unlocking and when, I guess. But both really good games. Uh, I just think Hand of Fate 2 maybe does the the um, the reward mechanism uh, stuff a little better and is a little less grindy than Loop Hero. I, I find it astounding that you put that ahead of Warsim, but you know what? That's fine. I know we agree. <laughs> I mean, it's not Warsim that hard. Is very controversial for you to <laughs> most of my games Warans who don't understand uh but go ahead uh <laughs> right now right now worsen for me is below the 50th percentile yeah so you know, uh when I, Warsim 2 comes out we're gonna we're gonna rewrite that i mean once once uh Warsim integrates chat gpt gpt4 etc uh then then we're then we're smoking and we're uh no i'm not reading that i'm not reading that i'm just there for the betting and for the uh <laughs> yeah but think about how much the more weird procedural situation. generation could be if you were literally procedurally generating from an ai you could be yeah, betting on yeah, even the, weirder stuff so many breaks in that but yeah yeah we'll we'll see i'm i'm very I just don't like betting emergency, emergency anyway, games uh, yeah that's a whole other thing but anyway uh i put streets of rogue slightly lower um i feel like i have a higher uncertainty bar on this rating because I have not played anywhere near as much of it. Um, I didn't play the single player version of it, which I, it seems like it's a different game. Um, I found it to be a fun, engaging multiplayer game, and I'm rating it based solely on that aspect of it. So if you have a uh, criticism or a rating, too bad. Uh, <laughs> it was pretty fun. It's a fun beat em up, smash them, run around, hang out with your friends, uh, dessert. Uh, I, I feel like uh, it was a while back now, but Pineapple Smash Crew feel like the same kind of thing mm, where it's just like oh, you're just no, running around no. just doing things and, and and shooting stuff. And it's like, I'm not, I, I personally was not thinking very hard. I felt like I never really knew what was going on, maybe because both of you guys have played it much more than me. I was just like running around shooting things, having a great time. Uh, so I put it at number nine um, and I put Loop Hero also, uh, same with Scott, at number six out of, what are we at? 21 now so uh pretty high on the list uh i feel like it had a lot of things going for it um but in the end it just it was it straddled that line between being long-term engaging and grinding and i feel like it fell just for me at least it fell just a little bit too far on the grindy Mm -hmm. rather than long-term engagement like i could feel the pull of that long-term engagement but uh maybe i'm just not good enough at it either and to like some of it just felt like uh, there was some random and i was like i don't know why i'm failing and i'm having a hard time figuring that out but i'm mostly having fun while i'm doing it so i like watching my man run around the loop and uh <laughs> and fight some stuff um and slowly get better and slowly add some more stuff and like get them resources and make the village grow. Um, but I feel like the games in front of it 
just had a little bit more to do during the game. Like I, I, I want, I want to be able to do more things in Loop Hero. Uh, I feel like it's got a lot of good stuff, but my inability to influence the fate of my character during the loop is what keeps it from being like a really good game and mm-hmm. keeps it just as a, as a pretty good game. Fair enough. Um, cool. Well, uh, I, uh, I'm a little different as, as has always been the case here, especially with <laughs> regards to these rankings. In many um, ways. I, I have a one to one to 10 ranking and um, I'll, I'll put it in the context of the 21, it looks like games that we've rated so far, but like, mm-hmm. One to ten, I think, is the easiest way to, to parse this. And so, uh, Streets of Rogue, six point five. Uh, six is my minimum threshold for recommendation, which is to say, I recommend this game. Like it's that uh, the time that the three of us in particular played that one session, where we're aping out or mostly aping out, and like mm-hmm. managed to beat the game, and like we're discovering like how the game works as we're going through it, and it's still like this, like oh, what happens when I do this? Oh, you get hurt a lot, and like you know, it's just like. <laughs> Oh, there's a guy who just jumped out of a sewage like crate and he just starts stabbing me. Okay. And like that's like fun. There's a novelty to it. Um, it does die very quickly, that novelty. And especially like we mentioned, like that that the whole repetitive nature of the level design, um, not so great. And solo, I played a lot more solo than these guys did because as has been discussed, I mean I have no life and I just like play video <laughs> games for way too much time in general. And um uh it it didn't didn't really have that much appeal to me i i tried lots of different classes i tried to understand like you know what how, you know i wanted to win but also like i wanted to have fun and it just wasn't as much fun so 6.5 i mean it's, it's fun especially if you're playing with friends if you're playing alone it's it's probably really good for a certain type of person that's not me i i mean like certain games are very good for certain people this one just was not my particular style loop hero 7.5 better um and in fact of the games we played that actually Puts it in the number three ranking, uh, along with four other games. Will you need to differentiate <laughs> your games better? I'm I'm sorry. Seven point five just happens to be how I feel about. I think you need to move to a hundred point scale. Loop Loop Hero, Binding of Isaac, Hand of Fate two, and FTL. Um, all of those games I still stand by. Yep, they're all seven point fives. They are interchangeable in that. They're all going to be seven point five zeros on on the hundred point scale. Right. I mean, I could try and get a little bit more fidelity around this stuff, but I mean, it, it doesn't really matter. I mean, like Loop Hero or Binding of Isaac. Well, I'm going to be biased by presentism. I'm, there's going to be a whole bunch of effects to play into. So I'm just going to leave it as it is. Um, and uh, I'll just say that, like, yeah, Loop Hero, uh, I really enjoyed. And I think that probably me, I rated this one a little higher than you guys did because I, for this type of game, getting stoned late at night, uh, <laughs> really gets past maybe that grindy sort of thing where it's like yeah i could see that being i'm just kind of like just chilling out like in my bed computer's zone which um (laughs) it's it's a monitor over my bed i just get like as i'm falling asleep i get to like just basically like play video games i don't think i can think of a game that would be more improved by being high than this game it's definitely (laughs) like it is the gameplay loop is so perfectly matched with the kind of impairment that you get from being high (laughs) right like you don't need to think about things all at once you can just focus on one little thing and you can pause it if you feel like you get distracted which you might by anything Mm -hmm. (laughs) so uh stand by that those ratings and um 
obviously Will's ranks are the best ranks for anyone out there who's paying attention. So um, just keep that in mind. This is true. This is true. <laughs> well, our uh, our social plug segment of the uh, the podcast, uh, if you want to write emails into, uh, you send them to grogpodzone at grogpodzone at gmail.com is what it says. Uh, our Mastodon, should you so desire, is grogpod at gamedev.place. Annunciations are important. Uh, and if you want to see our uh, rankings and uh, previous episodes and data that we use to drive all the show and all that all that fun stuff, grogpod.zone. Uh, more websites need to be .zone domain. Uh, missed opportunity for most places. But, Will, what, uh, what, are we, what are we playing for our next game here? Well, I looked at a few. Uh, Cult of the Lamb, I looked at Despot's game, and I looked at Grifflands, and they all looked really good. Um, I mean, it was a very difficult decision, but because because I couldn't say Slay Aspire, because I've played <laughs> so much of that, I know everyone here had, and like, I could force us all to like go through another playthrough, but like, I wanted something similar to it, but wasn't the same. And I know you'd be playing your hand too early, right? I mean, like, and also like. I don't know. Are we ever going to do Slay the Spire on this podcast? I'm not sure. It's just, I feel I like know. it's just been so done. We, we yeah, about it like so much. it is, it is, I, I think we are legally obligated to do all of like the most popular rogue. At game. some point we're going to have to do Slay the Spire and at some point we're going to have to do Hades. And yes. Monster Train and like there's a bunch of other Well, we're definitely going to do Monster Train. The next time it's my pick, we're doing Monster Train. Okay, so that'll, that'll happen good. soon. And but, we're going to be covering Muck, and we're going to be covering Shigatari, and we're going to be covering uh, uh-huh. Approaching Infinity, all of the greats. All of ga- all games I've heard of. <laughs> as I yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Uh, but Grifflands is one that like is very much Slate Aspire-esque, and it's not Slate Aspire. So I'm, I'm very curious, as someone who's currently developing a game, which is like Slate Aspire, like, to learn as many mechanics as I can um, that are in this space. And so this is one that looks... It's very highly rated, and um, I'm excited to, to play through it. It looks like it's um, very character-focused, and it's got some interesting animations, and um, looks like a good game. Yeah, looks dope. Well, testing out a, a new exit part of the podcast uh, to play us out will be the soothing tones of missiles dropping from the sky, drug-hunting robots, and pink goop chasing us to the end of the podcast here.